You're listening to Around Comics, episode Roundtable, where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss everything in and around the world of comics and graphic novels. On every Thursday episode, just like this one, you'll hear either topic discussions, creator interviews, Comics 101, or Creator Spotlight. Today, we're not going to be talking with Nicola Scott. We had a little <laughs> trouble uh, connecting with her in Australia, so I'm sure we'll have There was uh, a crocodile Nicola. attack, yeah. and all the phone lines are gone. It's yes, Mad Max is running around. The dingoes, the dingoes ate your phone. <laughs> dingoes ate my comic artist. Uh, I'm sure we'll have uh, Nicola back soon. So we're gonna be uh, freewheeling a little bit Free today. Um, well, wait a second. We were joking earlier about how she's in the future. What if this means there is no future? There is no future at her house. Someone needs to warn her. Is oh that person we kept gosh. calling is yeah. still there? It's too late. You <laughs> can't warn her. Damn. Oh, man. Get uh, in the car, Marty. Before we uh, before we get into uh, this free will and episode, I uh, want to let everyone know that Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend, like it or not. And Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. Uh, I don't you know have, why I'm looking at show notes. Do you have nothing to fucking yeah. 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 What am I going to ask no. Nicole yes. Scott about? Yeah. What were we going to ask? It's out. Um, out of the window. So, um, we, we are, we're free balling. Well, we are doing the, the live cam <laughs> tonight. Commando. So, if you go to aroundcomics.com at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, uh, you may or, or may not see us on there. But, uh, it's too late if you're not there now. You <laughs> yeah. don't know to be there. Yeah. For, th- for this episode, we are on the live cam, and several of the people in the chat room are throwing out some topics for us to discuss. So, uh, here's one. Um, no, we're not going to do uh, Nicholas Scott 101, guys. One one topic that they threw out was what comic brought you back into comics? Next. Why? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty like, Murr. Scotty invented all of them. Um, it's like the Howard Stern of comic books. I invented everything mm-hmm. that ever happened. Well, that's, pr- that's assuming that everybody left at some point. Uh, I did. I did? Yeah. Scotty, no. you won't have an answer. Uh, no answer. Honestly, I don't remember what brought me back. I mean, I never the year? really left completely. Really? No, not really. I mean, I really kind of cut down a lot, but I think I was always reading something. Really? Yeah. So I don't know that anything brought me back, but um, probably what got me more interested in reading more stuff was... Uh, 
Chris. No, like the Ultimates actually with Chris. got me. You know, when that came out, got me in a, uh, a little that more late, interested. Really? Yeah. So like before Ultimate Spider-Man, no. No, I didn't read Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. Um, and I was reading more indie stuff and uh, not a whole lot of mainstream stuff. Uh, you know, even just a few years ago, really. Um, I mean, some here and there, but just not. I wasn't really paying attention to a lot of the stuff that was going on. So, but when Ultimates came out, I was pretty excited about that. Jazzed, as yeah. the kids would say. And uh, and then that got me more interested. <laughs> All in all the forty-year-old kids. <laughs> but I was always reading like Daredevil and uh, really certain even books. Like, like when it was like he was a demon and stuff like that. All that. I have <laughs> every issue of Daredevil since before the Miller. Wow. Stuff. So okay. yeah, I've always since I've that's true, been yeah, reading that's comics, true. I've been reading Daredevil. That's the one <laughs> book that I have. But there were some other stuff that I was. You've gone through some lean eras. Yeah, I went through some lean. I didn't say I loved it, but I kept buying it. But it was the. But I never really completely left. I mean, there was a couple of years here and there where I didn't read a whole lot of comics, more so because I couldn't afford it than I didn't want to. But mostly, I was always reading so. Yeah, I dropped out for a while, but it was a large part of the Ultimate line. I think kind of started to, to bring me back in. But Why the Last Man is is one that I'm just like, wow, that's really kind of charged me up to get back in comics. Because I had never read a series like that up until that point. I was I was straight um, capes up until that point, and I was like, wow, you know, comics really can be different. When I read Watchmen, I was you know. The, younger teenager and while it was different than anything else that had been done it was still superheroes so you know why was was a book that really showed me that there could be other things out there and you know being in my 20s at the time was was kind of exciting i never really i never really left i mean i didn't read a lot of stuff for a while but i still bought shit loads of books just to keep just keep up with the art and and i mean i'd read some of them here and there but i mean pretty much yeah. since i was 14 I've been buying comics nonstop. So. Hot, hot and heavy. Well, did yeah. you've had a hot and heavy affair? I have. <laughs> I hate comics. that bitch most of the time, though. Sometimes, uh, though, yeah, you get some... up inside it. <laughs> I came oh, back again. twice. I mean, literally, I like the direct market brought me back in the '80s, and then the glut of all the black and whites and image really turned me off, quite frankly. And I know I'm in the minority in this group, but it really did. Yeah, go home. I know. And uh, but no, honestly. Uh, I'd say around 90... I mean, outside of things like Marvels and Kingdom Come through the mid-90s, I paid attention to those, but outside of that, I stayed away until about 99, and it was things like uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, but more so Menace's Crime stuff kind of brought me back. I hadn't read Powers and things originally, but I got the trades when I heard... This yeah, that's what the stuff that I was reading. You were a caliber guy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. A, I wish I knew of stores that carried that stuff, and I probably would have read that shit. Yeah. But. Well, and then, yeah, I, uh, so yeah, it was like 99, 2000, and it was Queen and Country, 100 Bullets, Bendis' Crime stuff. That kind of brought me back, and then I found out these cool writers were also writing mainstream stuff, so I was happy. Well, um, Tom, Tom, did you leave ever? There was Never. a while, and the only thing I was buying was The Flash, <clears throat> and that sort of was the... Uh, I don't know, I, I, for a while I, I, I had months and months of The Flash when I would get home, and that was like the only thing I would get, so I'd have six issues of The Flash, and... As things just started picking up, I just started hearing, you know, stuff about. It. I remember Kevin Smith's Green Arrow was something that got me really interested mm -hmm. in reading other stuff. And at that point, then I just sort of started picking up all the stuff. There was only there was probably just a couple years where I was getting very, you know, few. very few things. 
I mean, I, I, I own a tremendous amount of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but I own a lot of good stuff, so. Mr. Norton, did you ever fall out and come back, or were you... Um, I completely missed the 90s. I didn't read anything. You were in a coma for most of it, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, was, <laughs> it was a bad accident. Barbecue accident. <laughs> I, Are you Steve Rogers? Yes, I'm Steve Rogers. <laughs> he he was frozen in ice. And, uh, in, in Nash, Vegas. Oh, no, Memphis. No, I was in Nashville for oh, a while. Yeah. I think Na- when I lived in Nashville, around the time I actually got my first job was when I started reading them regularly again. And Money. What sort of, like... W- do you remember, like, the point where you just said, that's it, I'm not reading anymore? Um, it was right around the time I I got in a band in high school. <laughs> and that was, like, my senior year of high school. And then I went to college, and I was just like, yeah, comics are yesterday. Secondary. They're yeah. yesterday. That was sort of the same way with me when I went to college. I yeah. was just sort of like... And I kind of pretty much figured I'm not going to do it for a living. i got to grow up and that kind of stuff. And then... So I then, you figure out, then you figure out that you don't have to grow up. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My college years were the direct market years, and that's the thing. Suddenly there was cool, like, Moonshadow. I mean, that's the thing. Everyone's Watchmen, Dark Knight, Mouse, all that stuff. But it's like, there were actually cool, cooler other things, too. Like I said, like Moonshadow, where it's like, wow, this is, this is great. So, yeah, I kind of got back in the, in the college years. But then the thing I think that, like, fed me up as far as the 90s, early 90s, just a lot of crap. Well, first of all, all the all the legacy characters. Quite frankly, it's funny you mentioned that before we started. But Connor Hawk and uh, Kyle Rayner, they did nothing for me. And it's yeah, I was just like, oh, you're, I mean, I I was cool with Wally taking over as the Flash, but suddenly Hal Jordan goes bad, and you got Kyle Rayner. I don't give a shit about this kid. And then when Ollie died, I'm like, fuck that, goodbye. See, and yeah, <laughs> like for me, that was I was more I liked so Kyle Rayner because he was more. Like, I was always a Green Lantern fan, but. Hal just seemed, at the time, when I was, I don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. 18, 19, yeah, whatever it was, you know, it was like, I didn't really connect with Hal Jordan, but then Kyle Rayner came in, it was sure. like, oh, you know, there's sure. a Green Lantern for me, sure. and uh, and so for me, there was different characters like so that. So what's that funny is, of, I'm, the, I'm the guy out of everybody here that everybody make, seems to, uh, you're not into comics, I'm the only one who never quit. But you're the one who says you're not into. You're the one who says no. you're not into. Comics. No, every I said that I ba- haven't Beatty's read a lot of comics. <laughs> Beatty Mark, never left. Mark never quit. I was always fucking. Beatty never weird. left. Yeah, he <laughs> you yeah. left us. I couldn't afford him. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I had a car repoed and I was oh, thrown damn. out of an apartment. Wow. So comics were this real high went, on my fucking list. Really Sorry, left. <laughs> Let's go into our credit report. Kevin Smith's Daredevil was one of those two. I think before even Ultimate Spider-Man. I think when you when you mentioned Kevin what say that again? Kevin Smith's Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, that was something that, well, I was reading Daredevil at the time, so that was... But I had already been, like, a Clerks fan, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know the guy was that into, you know, I mean, I knew... There was some other stuff, stuff but... I'm like, oh, cool, he's going to do Daredevil, I'll take a chance with that. And, like, through the 90s, I bought all that shit, you know, I mean, and it was probably after that when I really kind of backed away from comics, because it was like, I kind of realized it went from being sort of a as a kid, where it was like, oh, everything was really cool, to realize where, wow, they're just pumping out whatever they can to get my money, and I was sort of disillusioned by it, and that's probably when I started to sort of then you be develop. a bit more selective. Yeah, and you, learned to, own, you learn you know, to pick out you what learn, you want. You yeah. develop a taste. But a you know what, more. though? I don't find what I mean, I, I find it uh, it's funny because my version of the 90s uh, the, the the comic books that I fell in love with at that time I don't find that besides the 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 business tricks that they played with the multiple 
I mean, I that side of, of course, was a flaw. I understand that. But yeah. the content of comics and 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 the, what they were doing is no different than what's going on today. There's oh, equal I amount. Yeah, that. I disagree too, man. There's I no way. The, there's just the stories? Yeah, a lot of Marvel's. I mean, how many stories? And, I mean, I mean, sure, you could certainly pick out books today that are as bad, but I don't think overall. I think there are I mean, just as far as fifteen years ago. Well, I I, I, I find it to be an impossible barometer to figure out, but well, you know, I think there's there's this this pendulum that swings in in comics of of very heavy on the writing or very heavy on the art, and we're probably heavier writing now than art, but there there does seem to be more of a happy medium. I mean, you think. I don't know. I mean, just from my own personal experience, I can't gauge it on anything It always else. depends on what you bought. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I knew that caliber stuff existed... Well, I maybe it's just what I liked. I mean, for me <laughs> at that comparison. time, I mean, I, I feel like uh, there was just as many events. I mean, we're, we're right back at the same spot. I think we're at a spot where the events are lackluster, uh, where there are a lot of hype that go... Uh, that go that seem to be going somewhere. I mean, for me, the '90s events were much more exciting and and more bang for my buck than some of the events that I've I been reading it, the it, last. Couple well, of I years. think that goes back to what Tom says, but because I wasn't really, I mean, I didn't, I never really got right. into well, events. That's, so that's it's what like I'm saying. I'm not, I mean, I that's where I think because we, you know, we have a lot of. I mean, on you guys' side, you were people who decided to stop reading comic books in the '90s. So therefore, all of '90s books were. Bad and all books today are, are the most of books today are better than books you did not read in the nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there were there were amazing I didn't stop there were books. amazing books coming out in the nineties, but it, you really had to you had to dig for stuff. And there was you know the the glut of mainstream books that were basically all the same. I mean, think of the whole Vertigo line being built on Sandman. I mean, it's things like that. Oh, I mean, that's Swamp Thing. I mean, I just, I mean, just my personal taste is all it comes down to is what I enjoy is uh, the stuff. I, I'm not going to go back and and read most of the stuff that I still have from the 90s. Right. Uh, but there's stuff today that I could see but going also, back and I think reading. That, I mean, I think that's a natural... I think that becomes part of... if you Anyone who sticks with a hobby such as reading comics long enough like just like music or anything else or movies, your tastes are going to change. And there's going to be times well, sure, where, right. like, you think music sucks, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I've gone through periods where I'm like, music sucks. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you figure out there is music that you just didn't right. get to Did hear right. or whatever it was. and That's what I feel. And that's how it, it's just how it works out. And then when you get, but I also think those things are sort of good for you as a consumer. Because it also teaches you... Like if you really want to, st- if you're interested in music or you're interested in comics or you're interested in movies and you want to maintain that as a hobby because you like it, I think it's good to learn the skills of picking out, knowing how to find stuff that you like. So well, you'll always and, go through droughts. And you're where different, and and at different age brackets of your life. Yeah. Uh, while okay, as a 30 year old, a book that I read when I was 16, if I reread it today, it's Won't probably work, not yeah. going to mean. The same thing, but it doesn't make it. It doesn't make a book that I read today that blows my mind better 
in my mind, than the book I read when I was 16. To me, they both meant equal amounts of something to me as a reader. Oh, sure. So that's like that's what I'm saying. Like for me, like Age of Apocalypse, right? We, we, oh, we were yeah, talking yeah. about. For me, Age of Apocalypse was right in the middle of the insane 90s that everybody yeah. dislikes. And I really like. I found it I'm to be to the most. I'm afraid to go back and read it. My, <laughs> it. I find it to be the. I found it to be the most mind blowing, awesome experience of my when I was yeah. that young and into comics, thinking this is awesome and i've yet to experience that again ever uh so for me even if i was to go back and reread it and it didn't feel the same a i hope it doesn't feel the same because i'm a much older man now as a kid as, as like, opposed to a kid you shouldn't always necessarily like the same thing for yeah. 20 years oh, sure. yeah i mean I, I should feel a little different about it but that that can't allow me to say they're doing better books today than they did back then you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I think you can across, across the border where they're doing more good books, less bad. books. I think you, know you know can I mean? say, I think you can say, it, but I think you have to. It's always any any sort of judgment you make on whatever's going on is always going to be based upon whatever your you personal. Yeah, yeah, personally, I enjoy right, right. way more yeah. books today than I did right. then. And also, the that's story. all. I mean, and so to me, that equates to they're making better books today because I feel my tastes are more for refined you. for you. Uh, for me, but I I also think that they are. I mean, I think they are making better books. Well, yeah. I, well, that's, well, that's, that's but like I said, I mean, it's not like it's. This is you know. I mean, uh, you're going to have the same. Say, you know, what's the greatest comic, you know, error or whatever? I think the craft of making comics is better than it's ever been today. From a writing standpoint, from the process of getting you know blank sheet of paper to finished comic book. The process, the craft, I think, is more refined than it's ever been. I don't think that we have the explosion of creative ideas like there were in the '60s and and you know even into the '70s. And, and I think that the you know, the '90s really kind of fell into a creative well, I think, uh, cul-de-sac. I think part of it though too is we look back. It's like the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing yeah. with movies. Well, it's the same thing with movies and music though. What you remember is the stuff that. Uh, you, there's like the rose-colored glasses about like about everything, everything was awesome in the past, mm-hmm. and everyone had all these great ideas. But there's ton, there's always tons of shit in everything, oh, and they sure. get forgotten. They got forgotten, and right. they get you know weeded out. You know, there's tons of shit books that I don't buy now. Right. You know, and there's tons of shit books in the '60s that no one bought, and there's tons of shit books in the oh, '90s. But storytelling did change though in the last ten years. Well, I mean, they change every ten years. I don't know. I think I think in the eighties and nineties, that post Watchmen era, pre ninety nine, ninety eight, I guess, with exceptions like Ennis and and, and people like Gaiman and and Moore, I, I think there was kind of, especially in the mainstream, as as Chris said, a, a stagnation and kind of we were, they were kind of going in circles for a little while. And you're right, it does happen. But, but it's I, a question of is it ten years or is it twenty years? Well, no, I think the internet has changed that. I, I think, think it happened. I, I, I agree with you if you were to say. I believe that to be so for my personal right. taste. Right, it was what I was exposed when, if, to. If you blanket it as that, that was, I believe that to be the industry state at the time is, and we, you know, we've talked about this in movie terms or music <laughs> terms or whatever. Uh, it because it all came down to your taste at the moment. Sure. What where you're saying was in a in a creative stagnant place like in a the creative mo- cul-de-sac. Like the, uh, I have to laugh at that and think. Well, and there I'm was not, no I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in, talking in about the industry in general. I'm talking about 
what I was reading at the sure. time. Well, the okay. you know, I'm, sure. I, at well, the, the time, at 90, I was 21, 22 well, like years the, uh, old, and the books that I had grown up reading, I felt like I had they gone, hit it, yeah. I had gone around that track twice uh, already. Well, and the yeah. stores and the stores as they you know they were stocking. It's funny. I, I was saying too that like books that you would get downstate and stuff. It was like they I didn't have wasn't. A lot of cool stuff I was wasn't smart out. enough. No, I didn't live I, in I, downstate when I. I mean, when I was very younger. But when I was when I got reading the comic books, I lived in a big city. Oh, okay. When I oh, okay. when I got exposed. Well, I mean, to I just know that yeah. I mean, there are there are cases where you know the stores were really just giving you the mainstream, right. and it wasn't yeah. you know. Wasn't well, like that's a, the thing is like you're, like like I was saying like opinions on. Where creative things are. I was talking about the, the stuff that I was buying. Exactly. You know, and that's, I, and that's I could only read right. Youngblood so many times. Right. You of know? course. <laughs> but you know, I I wasn't smart enough to search out what was going on underneath the mainstream. Right. And it's the same thing you talked about music. It's whenever music you feel like it's stagnated or you're just getting the same thing regurgitated. Right. You have you have to take it upon yourself to peel back that well, top layer and find out what is new and innovative. I also think the the if you know where to look. The, also, I think the form you know and the forum this week we were talking about whether or not you know what people think of Watchmen yeah and there's there's uh, and there's a certain element to the comic book that's meant to be transitory I mean it comes out once a month and so you move on to the next month at every point there's like an element of, of it that wants you not to think of it as lasting but it has to sort of laugh, it's, it's like there's a dichotomy within yeah. within comic books of like disposable versus how long is it supposed to last? How yeah, long? Sure. How long is something supposed to like stick with you? So you can either take things as being like they wrap fish with. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. There's that <laughs> element of like uh, how long is something supposed? To, how long is something bad supposed to stick with you? How long are you supposed to treasure something that's good? I think it all wraps up into that. Just you know, right. I think that's different from music. Because you know a band doesn't put out an album, an album month, right. to replace the album right. that <laughs> just came out. Like they don't take the old albums off the right. shelves or stick them, you know, in, in you know back but issue right. bins. But there is disposable music. Yeah, oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. But it's just, just not I presented. Just always, that I always kind yeah. of try to keep in mind and thinking every uh, one person's trash is another man's treasure, right? I mean. Sure. That's why I bought all those quarter right. books. That's why, I mean, that's where... <laughs> I th and I think music's a great analogy because uh, every generation thinks that their generations of music is the best so far. You know what I mean? Like, in comparison, and I always find it to be impossible to compare oh, generations of anything. You know yeah, but, I mean? it's, but again, the original question was what brought you back? And it's like, sure. well, then obviously you walked away for a while. You, and... You know, yeah, honestly, that's, that's what great. Happens. I mean, you know, you obviously found the good things to entertain yourself through these years. Mm. I mean, I'm going on, well, that's 10 years and stuff. I don't see myself stepping away again. Right. And I think the market is open enough and there's enough diversity that I will always find a conflict that will interest me. I don't know. I think about it. Sometime. That that time. <laughs> well, when your wife sees you bring home another <laughs> fucking Casey Hero clip. <laughs> but I, do, but I, would, I would switch to trades like you have. Yeah. And, and do that before I would give it up. And I don't see myself ever giving it up. I can mm. see myself stopping by monthly. You're no yeah. limit soldier for life. Mm. I think so. <laughs> uh, from so the tank to the grave. Why is, she, is she, why is she doing this now? I've been following it since 42. Hey, I'm Jerry Duggan. And I'm Brian Pathane. And you're listening to Jimmy the Shoe. Super <laughs> Fan AM. No, I think you're listening to Around Comics, right? My bad. Around I like girls. You're listening to Around Comics. I like girls. If you could buy one book a month, and only one book. Oh, God. What's it going to be? Yeah, I can't do this. 
I mean, I, I, I don't even. And that do, not necessarily your favorite book, but I'll say JSA, but I'm sure I can think of like 20 other books if I really sat down and thought about it. Yeah, so I'd, I'd probably uh, that's like my favorite book, so I'd pick mm-hmm. that. But I mean, that's that could switch at any yeah whim. You know, I could be like, I don't. It's want to like asking like. What's Watch one movie you're going to buy every year, you know, like, yeah. out of the year when you don't know Roadhouse. what movies are coming out, right? Like, Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. It's Roadhouse. It is Roadhouse, though. <laughs> Swayze's a hunk. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's like asking you what kind of book you're, what, if you could pick one book. Well, Harry you don't Potter. know at what level the book's going to be, like, well, I like this storyline, well, you know. Which Harry Potter, Potter book would you read again yeah, what do you again? think? I'd probably pick Daredevil, because mm-hmm. it's... The one book that I've always complete the collection. Complete it. It's just the one character that, no matter how poor it's been done, I've like still it? found something enjoyable about it. This one's been <laughs> this one's been going on the forum here for the last uh, week or so. Who's um, the most handsome? Dream projects, which would be uh, writer, writer, oh. <laughs> ri- writer, artist on a particular Scotty cycle. Young drawing. Every and book <laughs> that comes out uh, from a publisher, oh, and me book. writing, that's my dream project. Yeah. And you writing? <laughs> and me writing. Go Scotty to Burrucci and get, the dynam- <laughs> get Dynamite to get the license for Bad Boys, seriously, and do that. <laughs> I know. Um, right. If I had a dream project, we should all pick a dream project and then pick something we'd like Scotty to draw. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, I've always said this, that as being a huge Flash nerd, I'd always want like a one-shot of the Flash Museum with, like, different artists drawing different things inside of it so oh, you can cool. kind of get it. And I'd like Scotty to draw... <laughs> uh, Teen Titans, maybe. Oh, really? Oh, I see you do Teen Titans. You, you kid with the kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, book, but yeah. you don't... Kid hey, book. don't rip in. Hey, bone sword t- two million copies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fine, you... then I want to see you do an old man book. <laughs> Dream oh, project. Man, book. Are they have any of those? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Elderly You guys. I'll go last. Uh, Darwin Cook, writing and drawing the Invaders. Ooh, Ooh that'd be good. Huh? I like wow, that. that is a dream. I, project. I, that's a fucking like dream that. project, baby. That's not gonna happen. Never. <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> no. Uh, I could. Or maybe it's Roy Thomas writing it and. But he's already written enough of it. No, just yeah. Darwin Cook. No, I'll I cook. I think you're right with that one. Darwin I like Cook. That one. There you go. Uh, talked about this one uh, a little bit today. I, I'd love to see uh, Mike Mignola and Eric Greg Powell Arcana. do a do a, a Hellboy. They have though, haven't they? Do they? I thought Mignola I thought Powell and Eric Powell didn't he do, do Hellboy Junior stuff? Your dream came true. It's Kurt. already come true. You don't even realize <laughs> it. Go to the shelves and find <laughs> your dream. You're so lucky. <laughs> You're so lucky. I want to see. Dream exists. I want to see. Fourteen ninety nine away. John Williams should be playing. I want to see Jeff Johns write everything. Write my wedding vows. My wedding vows. Because he would make. He'd tie in my past continuity with my current. He'd find ways, some ways to draw back old child stories from your. Yeah. Make it fit in. Scotty. Oh, and what did I want to see Scotty draw? Uh, Your mom. No, I had a good idea the other day for something. Out of the blue, but I can't remember what it a, was. A right. story you came up with. No, somebody no, did it on no, cover, it was, right? Uh, Who said that? No, that was no. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, no, let's see you do a Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange book. No, there was something I was just thinking about the other day that uh, you would 
I a bio really comic, cool, but I can't. I can't remember what it was. It was something. I think it was a DC book or something, but I can't remember what it was. It's a dream. I'd uh, I'd like to see Rucka, Bendis, and Brubaker switch off on a Shield book and just trade all Shield. Things. Yeah, because I love it. I like. What about art? Guys, write espionage. Who's doing the art? I think Malik, throw Malieve in there. Throw Michael Lark in there. When was the last, was the last throw, time Bendis wrote and espionage? The, and I'll put When's the uh, last time he didn't write a monthly. Well, and also those guys. I'll, those guys well, need some more books. The Ultimate Origin, and I think also the. But it's throw fraction in there too, by the way. Yeah, and also yeah, put put all the guys on there that uh, those guys work with. My dream project would be us Starenko writing the invaders. The I don't. Well, I, don't <laughs> as, I love Storanko, but I I don't think that's realistic. He's not going to. I'm not dream. coming back. It's, it's a, a dream. dream. Well, but I have realistic dreams. Because I come true. Sad. Like Chris's like hey. dream came. Wow. You have you have like sex dreams where you masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a realistic, that's a realistic dream. dream. Oh wow! <laughs> I had one of those once. <laughs> My. <laughs> Mine would be, um, I don't know if a writer, but I would want Harry Potter mm-hmm. as to be a made graphic into a comic book. Sure. Um, and I'd want uh, Chris Bocello to draw it. Ooh. Okay. Or Tommy Lee Edwards, if Chris was uh, unavailable. Interesting. Because wow. Tommy Lee Edwards did a lot of movie production paintings for the movies. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. that's an interesting amazing. choice of two different people. Yeah. To do the same. Um, is well, his J.K. Rowling, she just come over and write it. Are his painting, painted work, is it a lot different than his comic work? Oh, his painted, well, you've seen his paintings. He did painted the Daredevil covers and stuff like that. Oh, that's right, um, that's they, right. They, okay. He's an yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. painter. But, Has she said uh, the fucking way to comics, obviously? I don't know. Yeah, people she, have said she, that. I mean, there's yeah, no reason for her to, I mean, why in the world would somebody who became a billionaire? You mean she doesn't want 100,000 direct market sales? Yeah. Seriously. She's selling eight billion. Yeah, like, you want to she wouldn't and sell a company. She wouldn't uh, sell please. more uh, copy, every... copies than there are pages in her last novel. Yeah, no right? Shit. That's a good point. Um, she could buy Marvel and DC. Yeah. At this point, and but uh, and I yeah, so Chris Bichello draw it and just have her write it and. Uh, and oh, you just, have her write it. Yeah, just JK. have her write it. I mean, you know, she, or, that's a fucking real dream, there, buddy. There's no way she's yeah. touching oh, comic books. Oh, and just keep continuing the story. Uh, Go. Oh, yeah. wow, you're really reaching, man. It's a dream. We said dream. Oh, no, beautiful. Like, I, I love would it. Like Jeff Loeb to write Superman, because I don't think anyone said that again. Oh, I'm kidding. You're being I'm facetious. I yes, good job there. for <laughs> noticing, being a being observant. Uh, I, and I would like to draw Batman. Yeah, I really. You do I love, a cool Batman. I, I like the Batman. From your villains. sketchbook, I remember Jeff, your uh, Jeff Johns and Alex Ross on Captain America. Johns and Alex Ross on Captain America. On Cap. Interesting. All right, next. All right, next question. Hi, I'm Matt Fraction, and this is uh, Around Comics, and it's a podcast that you listen to on your pod, and it's casted to your pod, and you can listen to it, and it's sweet. And I, I love it, and I love you. All right, uh, next topic here. Next. Uh, things that have not been collected that we would like to see traded or put into some sort of collection. No, uh, Generation X. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. I sit here. That wasn't the one I was going to pick. I sit here, and I look at the shelves, and I see collections of Shit. everything. You know, and, and I can't say that, I mean, I can't say that ones, that they're bad. I never, I haven't read a lot of them, but I, the amount of stuff I've seen traded, and I can't believe that generation x which when generation x came out it was the number one book of those years like the years that it was the first year that it was coming out it was huge uh and yet and it went on for a couple i don't know three That's, four five years i mean yeah. it was <laughs> like 60 yeah it went 60 like some issues i mean Rem- uh, refresh my memory because scott, Lob- scott lobdell um it was scott lobdell and chris Pacello. 
Uh, Michello it, wasn't the original yes, he artist. Was, was yeah. he? Yes. He's, he's co-created. Yeah, he co-created it. Yeah. It was him and Scott Lobdell. Why can't I? I um, thought those first issues were by somebody. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of he when. He drew a lot different back then. Yeah. Oh, Very okay, Sienkiewicz, inky yeah. style back that then. That is what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, yes. Because um, I was like. What was the basic story? And it came out. Story the the characters whatever. came out of. Um, what, what was the storyline? The, the phalanx came, the, came the, the phalanx covenant. mutants. And, and they knew that they were going to start doing... Gener- Generation X was basically... It had been years since New Mutants had been around. Yeah. Um, and, and they brought... They wanted to bring back, you know, the next generation of, yeah. of X-Men. And so they had the Xavier School... Uh, they brought that back, which which hadn't been around for a long time at the at the time when Generation X yeah, came out. It was so focused on Uncanny X Men at the time and the X Men titles that the whole idea of the school side of X Men had had gone way had gone away. <laughs> so they brought it back with Banshee and White uh, Queen and White Queen running the school and a whole new batch of kids, brand, all brand new characters except. For Ju- Jubilee. Jubilee, my favorite was Chamber. Oh my God! And it was lasting characters have. Uh, oh, they're all still out. around. I mean, uh, uh, they uh, killed M, Skin. They, ki- they killed Skin and Mondo. Um, uh, Chamber's still around. Mondo went out pretty early. Yeah, yeah like very early. Pissed me off. Um, we'll get into uh, it. M, <laughs> Monet M is, I think, a part of X Factor, the yep, latest X Factor. X Factor yeah. uh, Husk, I think, is still around. Penance shows up here, right. in, which I think they she's changed their name now. Loners. Because there's another. Because yeah, they they. Which makes me mad too, because Penance was a fantastic character. Um, Did Mplate ever show up again? He uh, was a cool villain. He was he had an mouse awesome in villain. His hands. Yeah, it was. He was crazy. But <laughs> the greatest thing about that the the book was it. A again, they created a whole new cast of characters. So you really got for the for the first time for me as a reader, w- got to get on the ground floor of some yeah, new yeah. characters. That's true. And the characters were not only that they were children, but they were very strange. Yeah. powers they weren't your, you know they weren't your typical mutants yeah everybody else is strong or I got this really good fighting power and Chamber has like a hole in his chest and yeah, he doesn't and have he, his face he has yeah. no bottom jaw yeah. because like the the, psi- the psionic energy yeah. had basically was so he powerful blew it blew away his chest oh. cavity and, yeah. and his mouth so he, he had, had wore like a scarf a all the time yeah, he, wore the, he had that, like this special tape where he taped up his <laughs> mouth so he talked to everybody telepathically so he couldn't speak uh Everybody was slightly gross and freaky, and that's kind right. of yeah. it added to the kind of teen angst of the time as well. I mean, you had a Husk, who was this beautiful girl that had this disgusting power of her power was she could change her she could change her skin to yeah. any density she or any form, shed, yeah. but it had to shed away. There actually is a trait for disgusting. What? The origin of Generation X, but that's not Generation X. That's part of the Phalanx Covenant. The Phalanx, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Maybe it's it's so yeah, like Husk would have to actually shed her skin, so she was yeah. all of a sudden very self-conscious about herself because her power was so disgusting to use. And um, skin was just a kid with extra skin yeah, that he Mexi- could manipulate. Yes, yeah. a young Mexican kid who could, okay. yeah, couldn't. I don't think I ever read this. Who couldn't no, control I'm his? That it's not in trade form. Oh my god! And yeah, his skin—he had awesome. so much excess skin. That he just looked disgusting. Well, it's crazy that you mentioned that uh, uh, Bacello did the art, because now thinking, like, man, he completely changed his style yeah. over the course of that book, because yeah. that changed yeah, so was. much that I didn't even think yeah. he did. Well, it <laughs> went... The last issue, which he was, like, 
It was almost he's, like he's a Saturday. In since that last it was almost like it was almost a Saturday morning cartoon yeah. by the time he yeah, finished. Yeah, because I'm thinking he did like a 180. Well, at the very yeah. at his first run, he had just you know he was off. He came from doing Death over yeah. at DC, came over here, and it still had that very Sienkiewicz. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very. That's what I have in my mind is like heavy. Chamber with all this. Like right. shit coming out all over the place, right. and like a totally different style. By the way, it was and, at and, the and end. in interviews and stuff, you'll see him say like, if, "Of course, he moved from Generation X, and he became the regular penciler on Uncanny at the time." And Joe Mad was uh, the big guy on Uncanny at the time, and and that was kind of the direction of the X books at the that the more cartoony style. That's when it really started becoming in vogue at that that time, and you could see him starting to get really influenced by that. But for me, that I mean. Again, I just can't believe that a book that that was kind of that important at the time and in that big of a hit. Uh, yeah, and it really was the the best part of it. It was so different. You know what I mean? It like, was funny. It was you know, funny. Uh, it was yeah. dark. It was heavy. It was who, oh, it's great. Who makes those kind of decisions? The I think sales departments. Yeah. I mean, it's sure. there, there's a whole. I mean, there's. I know Marvel has a trade. You know, a, a whole trade a section of that, of that decides the trades. <clears throat> Sometimes I think there's just books like that that. Maybe fall lost. through the cracks, and yeah. you know, I I know that there they are came some out people before that everything got traded, and mm-hmm. now it's right. like it's either trade old stuff, right, or trade new stuff, and it hasn't caught up right. to. And where sometimes it, it's a matter of maybe the people in that those positions of deciding books, or or the ones that are, you know, in those positions, maybe that's a time that they just weren't around yet, or they don't remember. Trade Generation X, if you're listening. I know. I, so somebody. That's, that's my goal this week. I'm Can't gonna, you make a I'm call? Get, Blow yes, in a call to somebody? I'm going to phone, and I'm going to beg somebody, like, can I please, please get a trade? It's like when a movie studio changes regimes, too. Just get them to make yeah, one like for you. It was complete. It was one of those, when we were talking about 90s books that were really good. Awesome. It was really funny. I mean, they had stuff like uh, giant uh, like imaginary friends that were rabbits and yeah. like interdimensional and travel. Well, yeah, because Implate, the villain of the story, lived in a whole nother dimension and would come and suck mutant powers and uh, it was just it was a fun book yeah (laughs) Tom you um my you know I've uh I've always wanted All-Star Squadron to get traded because I thought uh I I love Roy Thomas's like World War II writing because I think he gets how to sort of put you know the greatest generation <laughs> in a good light. Well, I mean, he—it's he, just cool war battles of people fighting Nazis, and uh, it's good stories that fit into. If you're a nerd about old stories, he manages to fit the stories in between. But if you don't know those old stories, it doesn't matter. He tells all new stories that fit within that, and plus real history too. Yeah, I mean, so many of those old characters are still around for people to read. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, JSA is a big hit. There's obviously people who are interested in those, in those old sure. characters that I'm always kind of surprised that, like, <clears throat> they don't throw those things out because those are, they're about old characters, but they're written in, you know, a way I think most people would probably enjoy. And I've always enjoyed them. I've thought, I thought they were really fun books, and I've always, I've got all of them. It's taken me a while to get all of them, but... you finally I, done I finally it. finally done it. But they're... They're just fun World War II books. And I'm always kind of surprised that, uh, you know, when DC sort of dropped their Golden Age characters for a while and then they figured out that there was a market to bring those characters back because there's ways to do it interesting, <laughs> I've always been like, oh, why didn't they 
do All Stars or Infinity Inc. or either one of those. You Infinity know, Inc. would be cool. Yeah, the Todd, Todd McFarlane art and that stuff Very was just fucking. When you look at those issues and you see they go from Jerry Ordway, who's a good artist, but then you see Todd McFarlane take it over, and all of a sudden every inch, all the gutters mm-hmm. of the pages all have something. They all have profiles of the character, and all of a sudden everything on the page is part of the story, yeah. like from one edge to the other. Just like it blew my mind when I first started <laughs> reading those, and when I was picking up his back issues, I was like, "Whoa!" That, like you read them, and then uh, up to a certain point, it's like, "Whoa, what happened?" Speaking of, I emailed Tom this week because what was the book I was? I oh, JSA classified. Yeah, JSA. It shouldn't be in Europe. <laughs> JSA classified uh, was a story about the JSA in in World War Two in Europe. And I'm like, someone needs the and I, I read it. And I'm like, title. hey, wait a minute, that's a, that's not right. That's that's a, so I, shouldn't be there. Yeah. It's all the men. What was that? Isn't that the name of the character? The villain that like kept them from going to Europe? Well, Hitler had this Spear of Destiny, which that any too. of the magical right. characters they would, would be. fall, also, fall under his control. Wasn't there a villain as well called Parisfall that... You know, Not that I know of. Okay. I don't know. It might don't be. Know. It might be, and it was just drowned. But I, I mean... It didn't. Mr. Really yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, I just, I'm just like, I am, I'm just like, like I, wait a minute. I'm like, Tom, this doesn't make Terry sense, Sloan? does it? Was it Terry Sloan in Europe or whatever? <laughs> no, it was like Green Lantern and. Oh, uh, you're right then. Yeah, it shouldn't oh, be there. Yeah, it was. Oh, I should be editing power. that. Book. I think so. <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> you should. Um, Sal, you? Uh, well, I mean, of course, there's Miracle Man that. Oh mm-hmm. well, yeah. You know, but I'm not gonna. Uh. Uh, it was traded, actually. That's well, correct. yeah, but I want it to be traded again so I could actually get a copy for less than a hundred dollars. Um, the other one, there's, there's, see, there was a couple that I've been wanting for a while, and now they've they announced American Flag. Uh, yeah, but that's yes, been announced for years, yes, it has. and it hasn't come out yet. I really want that hardcover of American Flag because I fucking <laughs> love that book. Even though I have all the original issues, it still would be awesome to have like a recolored. Because yeah. I think Chinkin's art recolored would be fucking awesome from that from that uh, series. Chinkin is as angry as you are that it has. Uh, it, that would be an awesome hardcover. It's, been, it's um, been talked about for years. Yeah, it's I know. Announced. It's been in at, on in Amazon previous, that. Yeah. <laughs> for years, though, yeah, you know, ridiculous. so you can pre-order it <laughs> three years oh, now. Sure. Uh, but probably, uh, I was trying to think one of the one thing that I'd like to have, um, even though I could go back and pick up the issues for cheap, uh, but I just think it'd be a cool trade would be uh, Archer and Armstrong from oh, yeah. the Valiant days. Yeah. Uh, I really like that series. <laughs> that was a kick-ass. <laughs> he just, he just wow, blew I Norton's mind. Oh, sorry. I, I really loved you that book. Blew Mike's mind. And it, I just I never really thought of it before. But as we were kind of, I was sitting here trying to figure out. Something that I'd want like to see. Have a trade of it. I'd like to have a couple trades of that because I really enjoyed reading that book, and uh, uh, it was one of the couple of Valiant books that I really got into. And, That's and the Eternal Warrior's brother or something like that, right? Yeah, the one dude is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, that well, that was. I never even read it. It was. Uh, it was just a cool series. I mean, it was. It was. I don't know. I really Chris enjoyed it. Chris wants Greg Rucka. So that would be it. Other than that, I just can't think of anything. Uh, off the top of my head. You know, it, it's ar- they're already they're <clears throat> already traded, but I would love to see like a, a slipcase. Old, you know, oh, now ab- you're going into a whole other realm here. <laughs> this is totally different. No, I, I would I would love to see like a, a slipcase absolute style collection of all of the Hellboy. Well, first, let's yeah, get Generation X trade. Yeah, Dark Horse eventually will probably do something like that. Just I think they need a slipcase spawn. 
I would. Oh, I would like to <laughs> see. see, uh, see mine would be good. I would like to oh, see the second. See, uh, the you're second, crossing a fucking yeah. line now. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see. Yeah, I'm the sorry. Second, it would be good to me. Yeah. I would uh, like to see the second Powers hardcover eventually, but uh, I don't know if we're ever going to yeah. see that. I'd like to see that fucking tenth trade. Uh, that was supposed to be out yeah, on three weeks ago. Stacks. Yeah. Why is it? Why hasn't it come out? I don't, I don't know. know. Something uh, happened. Ben is too busy counting his money. Uh, yeah, because I, I want it. I I would love to see it. I know it's why it hasn't been traded. Despite you, the uh, masters of the despite. best arcs of masters of kung fu, and it's funny. I bought a bunch of back the magazines. Issues. No, the uh, or the deadly hands. Well, no, the which one was? Well, the deadly hands of Shang Chi. Whatever the monthly was. Because the, wasn't the masters of kung fu? Master of kung fu was oh, the month. Yeah, that was the month. What was the magazine? Though? The deadly hands deadly of kung fu. Hands. Okay, okay. Beyond the issue of like the estate of Sax Romer and the fact that Fu Manchu is a character, um, there's a lot of inappropriate language that I think Marvel would really like. Hurt itself over. I mean, uh, I forget the name of the agent, Clive Reston's friend, uh, Black Jack. Uh, oh, I, I don't remember, John. You're but looking I mean, at me, but I can't there are, remember. There are characters that You're refer to Shang-Chi in the don't book look at me. as Chinaman. <laughs> And I don't think that's going to fly today. So, yeah, I mean, it's I can well, nomenclature. Yeah, but they yeah. got, I mean, you have the spirit stuff that well, they but, didn't but change that. They've sanitized that well, no, the new stuff, but I'm saying the old stuff, stuff, they collected it as is. Yeah, I mean, and, they I, didn't, and I think they kind it's of got a lot more cred. It, it, it comes well, up, maybe. It comes up in every spirit panel, Ebony. Ebony yeah. comes up in every spirit panel. Uh, that's just comic fans. Um, Mike, yes? Got a, something you'd want you to something, Mike? Mike, you got something? Let the man speak. The Lynn Wein Blue Beetle series. Ooh, oh, sure. Lynn Wein Blue nice, Beetle. Very nice. Was that uh, part of that whole showcase series <coughs> where they're all kind of freaking out now about, uh, well, we're not sure that would be too much royalties if we do some of the later There's stuff only 24 of them. I don't even know yeah. if they... Was they it really that short? They easily yeah. make like a big hardcover yeah. of it. That's why it's a dream project, Mike. Paris Collins. With a new variant cover. Paris Collins and Ross Andrew. Yeah, I remember that. We had a a couple uh, from the live chat. uh, All-Star Squadron and someone uh, is screaming for uh, Peter Parker, or Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Oh, good lord. I'd like an invaders. I'd like more invaders traits. I'd yeah. like just new invaders stuff. Especially well, Frank Robbins. Well, we're getting that some guy, of that. There's a guy that I think as you get older you appreciate his style because I think a lot of people are like, who is this asshole and why is he drawing <laughs> a horrible universe? Frank Robbins and he's a genius. Wrote the yeah. worst Flash issues. <laughs> really honest well, to God. I, I understand. No one can put a no one can put a heel near the back of a head like Frank Robbins. <laughs> Mark is stepping no out on how he hated it. Wow. Uh, Frank no, Robbins. Really I know a lot of guys will disagree with you and say that his there stuff was... It's interesting. Frank Robbins I like wrote, a nice collected edition of... Uh, he wrote some great Unknown Soldier stories. He wrote a Flash story that is... Uh, I, you know, I should take the JLA blog and put that Flash story up because it is the... <laughs> I don't know how many times someone could make a joke about the Chinese accent more often in one single issue of a comic book like every other panel it's a different, a different time and i'm just like oh god this it was it hey, I, here's, well, a, here's a uh, calls him as i sees him i just had another sort of topic idea maybe. okay oh uh, whole new show no no yeah whole new show i'm going um, home is it midnight i'm leaving any wh- <laughs> would you guys take like any other properties stories and other mediums that you'd like to see as a comic book. Yeah, that's comics. a good. That's a good. Madden. Idea. I mean, Madden obviously Potter. Harry Potter. I mean, <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, actually, certainly. for me, for me, Harry Potter, um, and uh, the mo- all the movies that were were the Harry Potter of their time, like um, <clears throat> Legend. Uh, no, not Ronnie. necessarily Legend, but uh, like Labyrinth. 
Rashki's Wizards? The Dark Crystal. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get down one. with the Wizards because it was oh it was rotoscoped and it didn't it, was, <laughs> hey, it, it um, wasn't you know what I mean it wasn't yeah. for me. No, I understand. Um, but like Labyrinth, Neverending Story, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, if it, because it, I mean while those movies were made for for small children at the time, uh, I mean they were still very dark. Uh, they're not like a lot of kid movies today, like you Spy Kids, Dark Crystal, stuff like that. Dark Crystal I think could be made into really it doesn't the original doesn't hold up now, oh, no, but you could like, make it into right. right. But th- those somebody I mean, should remake that. But you look yeah. at those stories back oh, then, and they will. weren't afraid to get into dark elements, even though they were strictly for kids. Yeah. Oh um, well, yeah, and it, and that harkens back to stuff like you know Wizard of Oz yeah, and yeah, you know fantasy exactly. stories that really delved into darker right. stuff. And it then would all of a sudden, be nice it became so if someone it would be awesome if somebody did yeah. if someone a Wizard did, of yeah, Oz adapted, that was dark adapted yeah. the original. Yep. It's a dream novels. project, not the musical. Yeah. No, the, novels. the, the novels. Like, yeah. wait, it would be if, a, if someone would be adapted a dream the novels, project. I would draw the hell out I've of been that. Reading, you, I, you could draw the I've shit been, out of that. I've been reading those, and the whole time I'm thinking, God, yeah. If only. Though, though in reading them, in retrospect, but, the but, musical adaptations, for what it was right. at the time, was actually not a bad adaptation right. of a fantasy book that added elements <laughs> that were, you know, right. pretty interesting. But it wasn't like that. I mean, the it's books amazing. are crazy. Someone, uh, someone on the live chat said, The Wiz. Oh, he's on down. Oh, he's, he's on down, down the road. road. Marvel did the uh, comic adaptation of The Wiz, as I recall. Really? I'm sorry to say. Uh, but yeah, I, I want a pulp life that. story. For me, like those. Tom Paul II. <laughs> it's all been done. So for those, for me, it would be those movies because yeah. I think there'd be endless amounts of because the world's just so vast and full of fantasy. And yeah, do whatever you want. You could put out volume after volume, and the visuals could be fantastic. You could have, you know, you could really pose questions and have really good points to and and make them all ages and still maintain that sense of fantasy. Have you guys, um, I picked up the the Shanauer Wizard of Oz like big, yeah, style book. It's There's really, a lot of them. Yeah, it's. Big style book. It's what like is a it? huge like a like novel, an, no, like, like an album style like graphic novel, graphic novel like graphic oversized. Novel. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really awesome. I still gotta yeah. get those uh, original Wizard of Oz books from. I bought someday. a bunch I off wanna, eBay. I know. I want to borrow them as you're. Do you want to borrow? I'll get yeah. them. I'll bring yeah. some next bring week. A couple um, for me. Chris Moreno and Tony and I always forget how to pronounce his last name. Do a good Stevens. job with no uh, <laughs> super, with super frat. But I think Animal. If you took the original Animal House Animal House and turned Animal House into a, a comic, then they'd be pretty good. <laughs> Chris Moreno would kick ass. Oh, no, oh, Animal House. Do super friend. And Tony, forgive me. We got to talk to him. Girolamo or Girolamo. Yeah, thank you. And he's a great guy. And he's a funny writer. He writes Bongo stuff and everything. And I'd love to see those guys. An Animal House comic book. Yeah, Animal House comic. I think it'd be funny as hell. Why am I named Pinto? Why not? Why not? Exactly. You are flounder. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I would like to see. I know, but I didn't have anything. I mean, like a Godfather comic book sounded cool. I'm glad Boom got the license. I got to be honest. Independence Day. I don't know about Independence Day. The comic. I'm joking. Um, I'm trying to think of something that would be cool. Is thinking on air. I I, I think it's a good idea to find a property that, like, to like the Godfather to me sounds like. But it's already been done. Idea, but the it's whole been, thing, like, yeah. To you know? me, it does. It seems like you'd have to go back and make up or or do side stuff, and it almost feel like. But I already know where Actually, it's going. Well, Puzo Puzo had a decade in mind. Uh, he did write a lot of when shit. Sunny right. was right before the first film. Right. When 
John Corleone was really in power, and Sonny was his number one enforcer. And I had one, and I lost it. And I think that, and that's what uh, Puzo wanted to do for a fourth movie, and right. didn't get the opportunity to do it. And actually, The Sopranos, I think. I know they got the Scarface uh, one out. I and I remember uh, Cassidy did a. Bu- I remember Wizard did a thing about things we'd like to see as comics. Oh, and I thought that looked pretty cool. Uh, and I think they've actually done some comics for it, but I absolutely loved the series of books when I was Echo younger. Echo the Dolphin. No, no. Uh, uh, I think Phil Fol- how do you say his name? Folio, Fol- Foglio. Yeah. Uh, he had done some stuff for it, but it was the Myth Inc. Adventures. I don't know if anybody ever read those or not. It was what? a group of. It was a. It was a series of books by Robert Asprin. Who it was basically about a, a kid who was like a wizard, um, uh, and he like just kept going on these crazy fucking adventures with this yeah. demon guy and it was just it was just when I was a kid I read them all there's like 10 of them I think and I'd love to see I want I want <laughs> Jeff Johns and um Jeff Johns and Tim McCohen to do a Madden 2007 <laughs> Adaptation. <laughs> 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 hey, he stuck him hard. Uh, this is Jules from oh, Continuing Adventures of Jules from Pulp Fiction, where he said he was just going to go and, ro- and roam oh, the uh, earth. Like they said they from, talked about doing that right. book. DC turned them down. Oh, is that what really yes, what happened? Tarantino approached Vertigo and they turned them down. Oh, oh man, that was, but that was I was thinking that kind of the same idea, but Snatch, like Snatch, the characters of Snatch. Yeah, no whammies, no whammies. Or I mean, you could do a ton of shit with Kill, like Kill. Bill before that movie, yeah, you know what I mean. Just those characters. You Honestly, could do a ton of I shit. think to tell the truth, that and might be the first cool one art. where I think that could be better than as the movies. a comic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, as a because series. the movies were all over the place for me, but I feel like the the comic, the characters were still interesting enough. You could where do a comic enough. Would be kick ass. Well, they were Am basically I the only comic one here that the Hanso sword from Kill Bill was likely the Hanso sword that Bruce Lee used or Bruce Willis used in Pulp Fiction, or is that too meta for? Uh, well, I mean, you've got. Yeah, connects almost all. But yeah, what yeah, was in the what was in the case? Well, that I don't know. I know That's what it was. Rame's soul. It was all. Yeah, it know. was. I don't know. Yeah, see, was I was all star like, comics number one. All star what? All star comics number one. Glowing in the case. Oh, was that what it was? All right, Chris. What's the topics? No, sorry. Some folks on the folks in the live chat. Uh, suggested uh, an A-Team prequel. I was going <laughs> to say that. Jesus. Uh, Goonies and Monster Squad. There you oh, fucking go. Monster I'll draw Squad. Monster Love, Squad. Baby. Monster Squad. Squad. Sal got a call the Tuesday. <laughs> a couple Tuesdays ago, the 30th. Or like Do you know what came out? <laughs> Sal, you know what came out today? The Monster like, Squad. I had it on DVD. Two things about yeah, that movie so are fantastic. Number the one, the fact that a kid shoots someone with a gun. Oh, yes. Nice. And number no, two, when Frankenstein goes into the vortex, I fucking cry like a baby every goddamn <laughs> time. I was sitting by myself in my house. I had the day off, and I was drinking and watching Monster Squad. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just... Monster Squad saying it's a killer movie, but it actually is. I was an adult, and I liked it. I was like, it was 3 p.m. in the afternoon, and I was drinking a... Sounds like a prank. You can tell Tom's from Wisconsin. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> all my friends, everyone was working, and I was sitting there. I'm gonna watch Monster I'm gonna Squad. Get hammered. I was having a margarita, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> he was naked story. with a sombrero and a margarita. I'm like, sad. oh Frankie, man. Oh Frankie, <laughs> why you gotta you go? You know what? You know what? The best part. The best part of Monster <laughs> Squad that make me want that would make me want to draw that book is that. Fucking sick ass clubhouse. Oh yeah, the one hanging oh. over the swamp. Yeah. See, I don't remember that movie. Oh. I saw it, but I don't remember. I'm, it's I'm so think, long. Where did anyone's yeah. dad Definitely go? Mo- movie commentary. Yeah. 
movie huh? commentary. Movie commentary. We'll do well, movie commentary for that. Oh uh, yeah, let's do that. Right. That would really be fun. Movie commentary yeah. on uh, on Monster, Monster Squad, Squad guys. Right. You guys yeah. like that? Chris's nightmare right. episode continues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, G Dog wants us to uh, say uh, Fifth Element, which I thought. Was oh, fun. that! Why did I say that? <laughs> Fuck you, G Dog. <laughs> Fuck you. I should have said the Fifth Element. Oh yeah. But that really is like half of the Mobius and all the great. Well, that, that, well, that that's it. Came from it came from Mobius. I mean, Mobius designed the Fifth Element. Uh, Mobius and uh, I'd like to see like an Aliens versus Predators Uh, (laughs) I think that would be sweet listen to aroundcomics.com it's not just for 12 year old boys it's for 13 year old boys too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay uh, Assassin wanted uh, some suggestions on uh, original graphic novels I think in general uh, but specifically stuff that's come out in like the last five years uh Oh, Tom's got one. Box Office Poison. Yes. I brought it up as my top of the stack. That book I read I read in two days, and I only read it in two days because I forced myself to stop at a certain point because I said I'm reading this too fast. Did just, when did you read it? Just recently? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I picked it up, and I was like just like pouring through it, and I was like... I, I was at a cottage near Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> Jesus. There's always a story. <laughs> and I, Sam was like. to wrap it up a minute ago. <laughs> now we're in a cottage. And I was alone at 3 p.m. <laughs> drinking. I was alone <laughs> and I cried at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I always cry at the end of every conversation. Uh, or and, and the for, end of anything, period. And people that, that may Phone not call. know. Um, uh, Bop. It's a more box office poison. Yeah. Is that now? Have you read that? No, I have not. I uh, have a. And he did Trick, <coughs> which was good. Yeah, and Trick is a great. Yeah. Uh, uh, great I, well, since we're looking up on the shelves for inspiration, Black Hole. Yeah. Uh, Charles Burns, phenomenal. Oh, that's so good. <coughs> it bothers you. Well, did I think you read it's supposed it? in a good way? No, I can't read it. What? Same way I can't like watch. Stuart Gordon movies, and you just creep me out. Oh, it's <laughs> crazy. You can't watch it's Stuart Little movies? It's definitely extremely creepy, but the, the Stuart ink... Little, Stuart those Gordon. Me out. The, uh, <laughs> really Stuart Little movies creepy. Little Mouse. Uh, yeah. The ink work in that is unbelievable. Yeah. His stuff oh, yeah, is like awesome. Yeah. awesome. Yeah, Black Hole is... I mean, we could do an episode on Black Hole, which it's still... You kept saying still, we were gonna, but I don't know. I would still like to, but... You know, I don't it, know. It may come around because they... It's still, it's still in development for a movie. It's, There's a lot less OGNs than you think there are. Yeah, especially in the last... Five I'm just trying so to. I mean, I wish they were inclined to do yeah. monthlies and then turn it. I wish the they were more. Yeah. Well, I mean, that. Uh, would you count that as one? I don't know. There's only 48 pages. Would you call that an OGN? Oh, I got one. Last of the Independence. Fraction in uh, Kieran and Dwyer. Yeah, no, Kieran Dwyer. Never read it. Outstanding. <clears throat> Fun. Uh, the Getaway. I mean, it's their version of like a great early '70s crime. Think movie. Of what else? Uh, I really like. Um, Je- home. Jeffrey Brown's Clumsy or Unlikely are both uh, good relationship you OGMs. Guys read Scott Pilgrim? Have not yet. I still haven't. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would include Black Sad just because I think it's <coughs> all different three of them. from the format of a 22 pager. I would almost say that it is a big story. Yeah, I mean, it is. A, it's a. It's an OGN style story that doesn't take 200 pages to tell. Yeah, it's. Crazy I would include like that. that. Yeah, the second um, one especially. Yeah. The second one is Pride of Baghdad. That's yeah, that's also really good. good. Yeah, good. that's a good, good stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot of humanoid stuff. Uh, there was one by the numbers that had a very Tintin or Tantan uh, style to it, like Hergé. But uh, it was a Vietnam... Hergé. What Hergé is, we like to call him here in the States. But, uh, uh, I'm it was uh, set in the 50s during Vietnam and very cool. Um, I liked it. 
OGNs, OGNs. I, uh, I need to be home to think of this shit. Uh, it's, it's uh, all someone there. was asking for a. Uh, I got um, more OGNs. Dark one, Stagger Lee, is a, uh, yeah, a good, good good historic uh, original graphic novel. Yeah. History of Violence. Was that, was, that was an OGN? At this point, it? we're just naming the only OGNs yeah, we can think yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I don't read anything that's not good. So if I if I mention it, if I can think of it. Uh, well, I don't know. There's yeah. so many right, great who, who collections. Else has <laughs> any other? Yeah, we got right, anything so, else? So, uh, oh, the King. Yes, the King. Thank oh, you, uh, Comic Book sure. Hero. Three Fingers is good too. Uh, three Fingers, absolutely. Uh, I'm just repeating. Max Immortal. So any all, Rick all Veach seventy-five stuff. of those books go by. <laughs> any, uh, any Rick Veach. Uh, oh yeah. Max Immortal oh, and uh, Brat Pack. Yeah, Brat Pack. <laughs> Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> now they're coming back to me a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Just just bye. (laughs) Hey, Tom. Can't can't get no paper cut. Thank you, Dan. That's going to wrap up our little freewheeling. Yes, our our filler episode. Um, It was a sweet episode. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most fun I've had doing an episode in a long time. Sweet. (laughs) We should come in unscripted more often. Uh, it would drive you insane. Yeah, I would, Chris my, would fucking have a yeah, heart attack. I would, uh, I'm going to go into the back and just shoot myself in the head right now. But no, uh, uh, Nicholas Scott will be back next week. Hopefully, if we uh, if we can connect with her down in uh, Australia. Dang Australians! Uh, but uh, uh, in between now and then, you can go to the forum and post questions uh, for Nicola, or you can email us at info at aroundcomics.com, Sal, Chris, or Tom at aroundcomics.com. Or you can also join our friends of the program. Go to aroundcomics.com where you can download and print on our LCS Challenge Flyer. Ask your comic shop manager or owner if they will display it in their store. If they do, send us an email. We'll mention you and the store on the show, as well as post it on our website. Become a friend of the program today. Cool so if you, uh, you want to give Chris digital fellatio, go to <laughs> iTunes. And- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, press shift, hold alt. <laughs> no. uh, go to, to iTunes future. and leave a review uh, because that makes him happy. Yes, it does. Uh, so thanks to John Von Doom. John Von Doom. Uh, if you Von would like Doom. to participate in asking questions of people, you can come uh, to our website because we post the topics on our forums on Tuesdays. And uh, you can also visit us at Comic Space and MySpace and uh, leave us your. Uh, Automated messages if you're a stripper. Sweet. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. And thank you to InStockTrades.com for sponsoring this episode. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All the great discounted prices... And remember that all orders over $50 ship for free. Whether you're buying an Absolute Edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend. Essentials. We got a little problem with that word, though. Essentials. <laughs> well, and it's funny because we essentials. put it in there twice. Yeah. Um, I don't think essentials. we have enough versions of books in there. We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Half covers. <laughs> Pamphlets. Foldy things that look like other animals. OEN, OELs. Halfway between a hard cover and a soft cover. Like a semi cover. A semi cover. A fold out, pop up out cover. Pop up books, children books, coloring books. Reading lights. Gobstoppers. Met books, sticker books. Atlases. Photo albums. With nice pink bows on the cover. Autograph albums. 
Porno mag. No, they don't. They don't have those borders. I've looked. Oh, uh, were we just talking about hero? No, no, we're no, no, we're not there yet. We got sidetracked. Okay, we're proud to support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a finan- financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essential essentials. Essentials. <laughs> and an, we love that word for around. hard covers of life. Yeah, hard cover. <laughs> And an avenue back into paying work. Who is it? It's a oh. chance for all of us to give us your boobs. back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit hardcover.com or, or www.heroinitiative.org uh, or call, or call. 310-909-7809. Can you not shout, show me your boobs during the... Sorry, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh, we, this is a charity. Show me your dicks! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. I apologize oh. to G Dog and his wife also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Scotty, Tom, Sal, G Dog's wife. We had a time. Mark Beatty, Mrs. The ghost Dog. of John Suntress. I'm Christopher Naisman. Thank everybody for being here. We'll be back again on Monday with another full length episode. In the meantime. We'll be everywhere in and around comics. The Wallaby Explosion. (laughs) If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, Email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2006. All rights reserved. Is Nicola there? No, uh, we got the wrong number. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs>